What is going on, guys? Welcome back to RizzoCast. I'm Steven Risotto. And we have ourselves set up for a pretty, pretty decent World Series in 2020. So it looked like the pandemic was kind of going to derail things in terms of baseball's playoff picture. It really did. You know, we saw the expanded format. Everybody was asking the same question. Is this going to be legitimate? And in the long run, it ended up being pretty legitimate. And we get the two best teams in the respective leagues. So we get the Dodgers, who are the best team in the National League, and the Tampa Bay Rays, that are the best team in the American League. So two top-notch teams are going at it here starting Tuesday for the World Series. If you guys did not watch the championship series maybe you have some catching up to do because those two series were pretty epic we saw a comeback forming from houston in the alcs they were down three games to nothing and then in the nlcs we saw um a a blossoming comeback that was actually completed by the los angeles dodgers coming back from a three to one deficit and they end up winning game seven pretty incredible um And just going off the top of my head from last night, Game 7, at the time of this recording at least, um, you know, the Braves, we knew that they stacked well against the Dodgers offensively. That wasn't going to be a problem. But unfortunately, we saw um, a couple of tired arms in there for Atlanta. A.J. Minter threw a lot a few days before. You know, Chris Martin had a 30-pitch night the day before. And that's what it all came down to was depth, pitching depth. And the Dodgers just had more of it, had more flexibility in terms of using Urias. Um, You know, he he ended up finishing the game. They didn't even need Kenley Jansen. Uh, So it was pretty incredible to watch the Dodgers hit. They're just – they're a really, really tough lineup to navigate through. They're so deep. Um, I mean, you look at the top of the order, you look at the bottom of the order – it's crazy what they've been able to do. Their bullpen has really derailed them uh, the past couple of years in terms of going deep in the postseason. They've gone deep in the postseason, but that bullpen has been a contributing factor to why they haven't done much um, in terms of hardware, I guess, is the right way to put that. But what I'm saying here is the Dodgers have a chance now to show that they are a big-time team. The Tampa Bay Rays are a very good team. They're going to have trouble with their pitching staff because uh, the Braves have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. Their bullpen is very deep. They're starting pitching, led by Tyler Glass now, Charlie Morton. It is a good, good group that they have over there in Tampa Bay. Um, it, it, it's going to be really interesting to watch. And going back to Game 7 real quick before I do a complete – um, rollout here of the World Series. Game seven was amazing. I mean, we saw the Dodgers pounce, or, the, or we saw the Braves, excuse me, pounce the first two innings, putting up two runs. Um, we saw Kike Hernandez tie the game. We saw Austin Barnes tie the game, or not Austin Barnes, Will Smith. I get Austin Barnes and, and Will Smith mixed up consistently. Um, but, you know, it was just back and forth, and it ended up. Eh, it ended up being a really good one-run game. And the reason is because the Braves didn't hit. The Braves just didn't hit flat out the whole game. Um, we saw an unbelievable performance from 
the bullpen. I mean, Blake Trinan threw two great innings. Gratterall threw a, a great inning, and Urias, of course, didn't even allow a hit in his his, his three inning outing. So it was, it was amazing to watch. Kike Hernandez always seems to come up big uh, in postseason spots. He had three home runs uh, at Wrigley Field um, a few a few years ago, and he's coming up big here again. You know, hit the game tying home run there um, in the sixth inning, and then of course Cody Bellinger. Um, and we talk a lot about picture perfect moments in baseball, not just in baseball, but in sports. And I think we witnessed one right then and there, Cody Bellinger with the, with the walk, he walked a little bit the first, it was such a great moment, such a great moment for a guy that's been struggling all season long. Um, and it, you know, Bellinger, he was moved down the sixth in the batting order and he's, he's an MVP. You know, the guy's an MVP. I'm sure he's not happy about moving down to, to sixth in the batting order, and he hits the big home run. Uh, but for the most part, I think Dave Roberts did a fantastic job managing this game. I really do. I think, you know, first of all, Hernandez came off the bench to hit that home run. Jock Peterson was replaced. Not just that, but, you know, giving Julio Urias a chance to go into the ninth inning was was pretty spectacular. Um and honestly, another thing that killed Atlanta was the base running. It was not very good base running by the Braves. And I think that's kind of where we saw their collapse happen. Um, so ultimately, a final four to three. Dodgers go to their their third World Series in four years. Talk about that. Talk about four three World Series uh, appearances in four years. It doesn't matter if they haven't won one of them. You know, that that's just icing on the on – the, Cake, that is the main goal, you know, but three World Series in four years, think about that. Think about that. Two back-to-back World Series they missed last year. Still made it to the uh, Division Series, and they're back. What an amazing group of players. I mean, this is truly a powerhouse team. Um, It's spectacular. Whenever you make it to three champions, uh, three World Series appearances in four years, you're doing something right. And, of course, it would mean the world to them to win finally one. Uh, and, and for the Rays, it's also a cool story for them. You know, um, they're coming back for the first time in, what is it now, 12 years? So the Braves are kind of new to this as well. Um, or, sorry, not new to this because the Dodgers obviously aren't new to this, but the Braves are new to – uh, the World Series. They're new to the postseason. They're new to going deep into the postseason. And we're going to get a chance to see this team on the national spotlight when a lot of people don't really know them. You know, they don't really know them. Uh, and the last time they made it to the postseason was when they lost to the Phillies. It was, you know, Phillies one and five. And that was just an overmatching team for them. But it was a great story. And of course, um, I know everybody's making kind of the lineup to election day election year um very similar things are looking to happen in terms of there's an election and the Rays are in the world series it's kind of a funny thing to be honest um but you know i think the two players to watch for me on both sides and this is going to be two obvious answers randy rosarina is red hot i mean this guy came out of nowhere um to put on the tampa bay Blue. I don't know if, if you want to call it blue. Uh, it's definitely a color that I can't. 
I don't really know how to describe it. Anyways, that's not the point. But a Rosarina who had previously 42 games in the major leagues, that doesn't even tell the whole story. 84 at-bats previously in the major leagues. 84 at-bats, okay? And he had eight total home runs in 84 at-bats, hitting 206 or 286 and had a 168 OPS plus, which is extremely good. Uh, but this guy's, you know, not expected to do anything. 5'11", 185, an outfielder, you know, maybe a good defensive replacement guy. But this guy's tearing up October baseball. He's hitting 356 in 19 postseason games so far this year. And he's got seven home runs to show for it. And he had, you know, three homers in the division series, four homers in the um, championship series. Are we going to see five home runs in the World Series? I mean, Arena is, you know, he won the MVP. He's on fire. 22 total bases in those seven games. It's astounding to watch this guy hit because um, he's turned into a threat. And for a Rays offense that has been seemingly quiet a little bit, a Rosarina has been a fantastic spark plug for this team. And I think they see him now as a piece that they could use moving forward as an everyday outfielder. In terms of what we've seen with Corey Seager, this guy arguably is the best player on the Dodgers roster. Um, Cody Bellinger is definitely in the conversation. Walker Bueller is definitely in the conversation. But if we're talking about position players, Corey Seager has done it. You know, Corey Seager, we forgot about him when he had Tommy John and he missed all of 2018. Um, so it's pretty incredible what this guy has done. Um, and, he, you know, during the regular season, 307, you know, uh, 152 OPS plus. Seager very well may be the, the, the guy that they rely on in this lineup. Um, and we maybe even in the clubhouse. I don't know what he's like in the clubhouse. Justin Turner is definitely a vocal leader there, but you can make the argument that Corey Seager is the best team is the best player on this team. Uh, so anyways, the world series will be on Fox. We will have more coverage on Rizzo cast um, coming up for you shortly. I will have my pal, Steven Ruderman, um, but you can watch it on Fox. It will be on at eight Oh nine PM. Eastern time, five Oh nine Pacific. Um, but anyways, I think that this is a great matchup. Uh, the Rays, again, they're going to have to hit. They're going to have to hit to keep up with this with this Dodger team uh, who have shown that they could hit pretty much anybody. Uh, and the Rays have phenomenal pitching all the way around. Their bullpen is one of the best in the game. Uh, full of names that aren't household, but they're names that just get the job done. Charlie Morton is one of the best postseason pitchers of recent era. Um, and then, of course... You can never bet against Blake Snell. He's got really good stuff. And I'm forgetting one that is also important. And that person I'm forgetting is Tyler Glass now. This guy's going to have to break out in a big way here. He's had a couple of really good starts. Glass now is going to need to break out. Um, so th those are three reliable starting pitchers here. And then you go with the bullpen game, uh, maybe one of the days. So Tampa Bay set up to compete in this series. They really are. And I should mention that. Defense has taken over the complexity of this postseason completely. We've seen defense at levels unheard of. Tampa Bay has probably the best defensive team in the game, or at least in the postseason that we saw. 
They have an athletic outfield, Manuel Margot in right field. Kevin Kiermaier, who's widely known as an elite defender in center field. And then, of course, a Rosarina covers ground and left. So this is a good defensive team all the way around. There's no other way to put it. And then in LA's side of the side of things, Mookie Betts, I mean, continues to showcase a gold glove in right field. Um, you know, you know, in the infield, they're a little bit kind of, you know, Justin Turner and Max Muncie and Corey Seager. It's not the greatest, you know, bunch there in the infield. Um, but again, the Dodgers are going to hit no matter what. They're going to hit. Okay. They have really good starting pitchers, which leads you to believe that they're going to pitch as well. So it's going to be a fun series to watch. And honestly, it wouldn't be a bad thing if we see a low scoring series. All the home runs jumping. It might be a, a nice breath of fresh air for these two teams to kind of do a, a pitching, pitching uh, series. I mean, Rays still have not announced a game one starter, but I assume it's going to be Tyler Glass now. He was warming up um, for game seven just in case. Um, but of course, Fairbanks ended up uh, finishing that game. So I'd assume it's going to be Glass now, um, who has really, really good stuff. Uh, and sometimes, you know, during the regular season, 408 earned run average, not horrible, not ideal either. So, um, but he's got good stuff to go along with it. Um, and the Dodgers, I think. I'd, I'd imagine it's Clayton Kershaw, right? It's He'll be on regular rest. Um, hopefully his back is fine so we get to see him pitch. And Clayton Kershaw, this is really big for him because he's widely known here as an extremely bad postseason pitcher. That's not the case. That's a narrative that, unfortunately, I don't know if he's going to wear off. I don't, but it's not a factual statement. Okay, I, I would say that just because he steps on the, you know, in in the lines in a postseason game, doesn't mean he's not Clayton Kershaw anymore. That that's a myth. Okay, there's no on and off switch with this guy. He's clearly the best pitcher of the 2010s. Clearly one of the top 20 pitchers ever. There's no way that this guy just all of a sudden turns off the lights in October. He's had really good starts in October, okay? Really, really good starts. But he's also had really bad ones. And the thing that's hurt him has been the long ball. Another thing that has hurt him has been the bullpen following him that has allowed a ton of inherited runners that were his to score. So, you know, Clayton Kershaw, the whole hate with him in October, is very overrated. Because the bottom line is this. He's still a threat. He's still Clayton Kershaw. You still have to face him. It's not an automatic loss, or it's not an automatic win if you're Tampa Bay, okay? There will never be, until he's maybe 45 years old, throwing 87 miles an hour, there's never, there, there's never going to be a team that's going to go in with an automatic win against Clayton Kershaw. It's just not possible. Um, but he was also hurt in game four, um, or yeah, in game four, right. He pitched, he was also hurt because you know, there, there's a ton of things going on behind him. There's an infield hit. There's a few errors. And then he gave up the doubles and then boom, four runs already on his name. Um, and I, I mentioned the bullpen, uh, Kevin cash is very aggressive with the bullpen. 
Blake Snell got the got the leash in game six. Charlie Morton was at 66 pitches. He was on a roll, and he went into the bullpen. Kevin Cash went into the bullpen. Um, so one of the names that I, I see as, as being a, a key guy to watch is Nick Anderson. I think he's your guy in the bullpen to watch. We saw what Fairbanks did. They have Diego Castillo, a few others. Um, but I'm looking at the uh, – the, uh, here, here's a cool fact here. The Rays are actually 36-1 and and 33-0 and and 40-0 when leading after six, seven, and eight innings. That bullpen has been absolutely locked down. They have great velocity in there, as all bullpens do, really. Spin rates, amazing. So this is a bullpen that is among the best in the game right now. Um, L.A., you know, you got to – I guess they're they're fully rested, especially last night we saw um, we saw Julio Urias pitch, and he pitched three innings. I don't know. You know, maybe he'll be back for, for game one, available for game one. Maybe he starts a game. Um, Dustin May only went an inning. Uh, Tony Gonsolin is is a really, really good swing man if you need him to start a game, if you need him to come out of relief, if you need him to be an opener. It's just a very versatile bullpen. Blake Trinan um, threw two last night. Gratterall is one of the best young up-and-coming arms. I mean, this guy is completely in control when he's on the mound. I mean, it's it's consistent, 99, 98, with very little effort. So Gratterall, for me, is going to be a really, really good – and I wouldn't be shocked if he closed this in the future, if he's maybe a replacement for Kenley Jansen going down the road. Um, but Jansen had his struggles. He's coming off two really good outings. Uh, but there's so much trust that Dave Roberts has gained from guys like Trinan, guys like Pedro Baez, guys like Gratterall. Um, you know, and there, there's been – I'm looking at the bullpen here with the roster. Uh, Victor Gonzalez has been fantastic as well. You know, Dustin May is, is versatile. He could pitch late in the game. He could start, like I mentioned. Um, but – it's going to be a really, really fun series to watch. Um, another thing I'd look at is where the Rays' offense is after Randy Rosarina. Uh, he's on a roll. We understand that. But he cannot do it as, on his own. Uh, you're going to need to have, you know, G-Man Choi, Austin Meadows, Brandon Lau, Joey Wendell. You're going to, you're going to need these guys at some point in time, especially against the Dodgers. Meadows, this postseason – is four for 35, and Lau is six for 52. These guys got to get hot, and these guys are who they've built their team around. Two really good assets on their organization. Um, Corey Seager was hitless last night, but he's you know still a big threat. Dodgers have big threats all over the lineup. Um, so you know this is big. This is a big postseason. You know I think. Everybody was like, oh, Dodgers raised. That would be horrible for ratings. Um, but I think anytime you have the Dodgers in there, it's a really good, it's it's a really good watch. They're they're just a team that's a really good watch. Tampa Bay has been a really good watch. And you're gonna get to see both of them on the national stage here. Um, in a neutral ballpark in Texas. Uh Joe Buck will be on the call along with John Smoltz. Joe will be kind of aimlessly wandering around the sports world as he's going to have a busy, busy day ahead of him um, to get those games out of the way. So that's kind of what I have for the world series. Um, 
again, more coverage to come. Maybe we'll do some game recaps coming up very soon, but an incredible, an incredible um, matchup, in my opinion. These are two of the best teams. Again, just to reiterate what I said earlier, we thought we were going to get cheated. We thought we were going to see teams that didn't deserve to be there. We almost did. We almost did with Houston, but we did not get cheated. This is exactly the World Series that should be happening in a perfect world. And I want to give props off to, and and we'll do this after the World Series as well. And and I'd imagine um, we'll keep track of this during off-season coverage. But Major League Baseball has done such an amazing job uh, with this season. There are so many times where we thought it would end, and maybe sometimes where it should have ended, but they did not put their foot off the pedal, and they dealt. You know, down the stretch last month, there was nothing. There's very few, if any, positive cases relating to COVID. The testing coming from these teams has has been off the charts. They're in a bubble now in the postseason, not really publicized as much as the NBA bubble was, but they're in a bubble. And it's really cool to watch. It really is. It's really cool during during a time where so many people are struggling. Baseball is still a constant in people's lives, still a, a, a sport that people could watch. And I think the World Series is going to be a big time saver because uh, it's stressful time. You know, there's a lot going on with the election, with COVID, with um, everything that's happening in this world. Baseball is still around and we'll still get to see um, baseball being played. And there's fans that are going to be there. I think Texas did a great job with the fans there in the, um, in the, in the NLCS, you know, maybe it's still early for that. Maybe, you know, it's still a pretty big risk. I understand, but it's great to hear some natural noise coming from these games now. Um, and I, I, I haven't heard of one incident where, anything would get shut down. So I'd imagine they'll be back for the world series. All right. That's my preview for now. Again, more to come. Uh, I will not be alone. This is actually my first alone show that I've ever done on Rizzo cast. I've actually done so many with guests. I've done one with my buddy, Antonio Maffei with Island time, which will be a show that will be returning very soon. Uh, I've done bye bye baby with Steven Ruderman. And this is the first time that I've actually been, alone doing RizzoCast. So um, my tangent is done. Thank you guys for listening. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at RizzoCast. We are on Instagram with the same handle. And we are also on YouTube where you can check this video out. Type in RizzoCast. 48 subscribers right now. We are not big. We are not Barstool. But maybe we'll get there. Who knows? But um, very unlikely. <laughs> we're also anywhere you find your podcasts. So if you're looking for us on Spotify, we are there. RizzoCast. Apple Podcasts is a little bit more difficult. You're going to have to contact me for the link to that. Um, we are also on Anchor and anywhere else you get your podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy baseball because savor it. You know, there's going to be a whole offseason ahead of us and we're going to have to try and figure out how to get through it. So, Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Subscribe, like, follow, do all those great things and have a great day.